Hey everybody, just a reminder that UNCSA is having a homecoming this year. That's right, a proper homecoming, and it is occurring on the campus September 28th to October 1st. That's right, the last weekend of September, and we are going to have all sorts of different events and things going on. It's going to be a blast. At the Elephants will be there officially. I will be there celebrating my 10-year college reunion and we hope that you can all join us thank you very much you know what let's let's just get to the episode hello everybody how you doing how how are you today i ask you rhetorically as I am alone in this episode. Um, it won't be very long. This is a short one, which you can probably tell when you clicked on the thing, how long it was going to be. This is not a long episode, but it is an update. It is kind of a state of the union, so to speak, a state of the podcast. And I think we're going to dive into this more with Stephen Cop, who will be back on the show soon. He had an episode last fall he will be back on the show soon, and I will get into it in just a moment why. But uh, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a very long time, or maybe you're just joining us, you recently found it, uh, maybe you listen to every single episode, maybe you only listen to the ones where you know somebody, uh, maybe you only listen to it you know, once in a very rare occasion where you're like, oh man, that guy, that girl, what have they been up to? Um it's there for that. That's the purpose of it. But this show also serves other purposes, and those purposes have evolved in time. I wanted to talk about some of those things today, and like I said, I think we'll get into it into more detail uh, on uh, a, a, an episode soon with Stephen. But um, we're coming up now, we're about two months shy, give or take, when this uh, actually hits. Uh, we're about two months shy on doing the show for another year, straight, without any breaks, doing it every week, uh, very rare occasions where there wasn't an episode that came out. So uh, we've been consistent for the second time. Uh, the first time was in 2019, going into 2020. Um, I want to say I was doing it, I probably pulled off like about the same about where we are now, give or take, just like eight or nine, 10 months, something like that of, of doing it really regularly. Um, if you're not aware, this show has been going on since 2014 is when I did the first episode of it ever. Um, it's gone through a lot of evolutions. It's changed. Um, we started doing video, um, in 2020, very briefly before everything kind of shut down. And then when we got, I got it back going in the fall of 2022, uh, last year, we, I was like, you know, let's do the video for the longest time. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do video because I liked doing it in person. And there were so many people I wanted to talk to that I couldn't see in person. And I wanted to just wait until I could do that to do their episode. But I found that very limiting and, you know, years went by and some people I, I still wasn't able to talk to because I was like, ah, well, they're in New York or they're wherever they might be. And I finally bit the bullet and said, you know what, let's just do it. Let's start having these conversations. Damn the quality, which is a hard thing for me to do, kind of a kind of rigid and, and hard on myself when it comes to trying to make things good, despite looking back on some things and cringing at uh, how terrible they are. 
I, I do try to make things of, of decent quality is within the best of my abilities and equipment and all those different things. And so I have been trying to do that with this show. And this show is very important to me. I started doing this show for pretty simple reasons of, you know, missing friends and missing artistic conversations. And I kept doing it on and off. You know, there would be things that came up that kept me from doing it. There would be times when it felt like it was overwhelming to keep it going. There were times when it didn't feel rewarding because of how much work I was putting in and how little people seemed to be paying attention to it. Overall, I think I've always had the idea that like, I don't really care if anybody watches it or listens to it. You know, if you, if you dig this cool, if you don't, it's all good. I, I kind of feel the same way about me as a person. This podcast is an extension of that. And so I feel the same way about it, but there's been a few times when I was like, man, I'm really going to put myself into this show. I'm really going to like make a lot of content and graphics and you know, run the Instagram and do all the, I'm I'm really going to put myself into it, um, with no expectation of what I was going to get out of it necessarily. Nothing specific anyway. It wasn't like, Oh, I want it to generate money. It was never meant to generate money. Um, it wasn't meant to be, you know, a podcast with a million followers or listeners. I mean, it's a niche. It's not for everybody. This is not a show that is going to interest everyone. And I totally understand that. Um, so I've had times when I really tried to push it. I really tried to like throw myself into it and build something by myself. And I eventually found that kind of overwhelming and diminishing returns. And then there would be a very convenient excuse, like getting a very busy job or something like that, that would take me away from it. Uh, or, you know, the whole world shutting down. I mean, I think I'll always look back on the missed opportunity of the pandemic and thinking like, man, I really should have, that would have been a golden opportunity to just like knock out a hundred episodes of, of at the elephants. Everybody would have said yes. And we could have done them all digitally, but I was still in the mindset that I'm not wanting to do the show over zoom or whatever. And, uh, I don't know. I also wasn't in the headspace for it. You know, I was trying to run a business. So I was like living with my dad because, uh, you know, he wasn't well and, uh, it was the pandemic. Things were shut down. I was engaged and trying to manage a long distance relationship. There's a lot of different things going on that made it hard to do. And when I finally got settled back in LA at the end of last year, or I really should say last summer, when I finally felt like I had everything kind of, you know, a lot of ducks in a row, I was like, now I can start devoting to this show. And I started another podcast with my wife and that one kind of got sidelined eventually. So I could focus on this one because I felt this indescribable need to continue to make this, this show. Like I just needed to do this again. And I needed to really take it seriously again, like I did a few times before, but this time do it differently. And I didn't even really know what that meant at first, but I started doing the zoom versions. Um, I recorded so many episodes last year that for a little while, if you'd been following us, I was putting out two a week um, because I had so many that I recorded and then we put them out and it, it really got a pretty good response. Kind of, you know, tepid, lukewarm. Everyone's kind of, oh, right, that thing. Or, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. And then I went to a holiday party in December and a bunch of people came up to me at the holiday party that I hadn't seen in a long time. And 
uh, said hello and we kind of caught up and stuff. And one of the things I heard over and over again was, uh, oh, the podcast, the podcast. I love that you're doing it or I've been listening to it or whatever. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were listening to the podcast. It just kind of kept coming up. And I think that alone for me is enough of a reminder of why I'm doing it because it does provide some community value. I think that's a big part of it. Um, and in that vein, you know, with that in mind, uh, this year in 2023, I made the choice of I've kind of collaborated with other people. Obviously, the show's been loaded with stuff that other pickles have done. The music is Daniel Amone. The graphics have been done um, by Stephen Friedrich and Dave Thomas Brown. Um, more recently, they uh, my current the current logo for At the Elephants is not an alum. As uh, a friend of mine who's just a really talented graphic designer and. I put together the kind of cartoon silhouette that I really like. and But I've done a lot of collaboration, but I've never really said, hey, come join the At the Elephants team. Let's be, let's, let's keep doing it every week together. And I thought maybe that was what was missing. And someone to be kind of accountable to say, hey, you know, let's say I got lazy. Let's say I got distracted. Let's say something came up and to have someone be like, hey, man, are we still doing this thing? That alone... And I would give that as a piece of advice. You know, if you're having trouble with stuff like that, find a writing partner, find a producing buddy, find a director, an actor, somebody else, you know, someone else to ask you. A lot of people do it for the gym. Sorry, I'm going through puberty while I'm recording this. A lot of people go, you know, go to the gym with a partner so that it's like, hey, eight o'clock. Hello, are we going, you know? And and that that really helps a lot of people. It helps me. And I think for the longest time I was always like, well, who the fuck is going to want to help with that the elephants? Like, first of all, they'd have to go to the school or have gone to the school as it were and give a shit about this concept at all. And then they'd have to give a shit about it enough to want to do it. Like, essentially for free because the show doesn't make any money. It's not popular enough. It probably isn't going to be. So that is why no one did that for a long time, because that didn't add up to a person who would want to do that. I mean, I'm the one who came up with out of nowhere for no one, for no reason. No one asked me to do this. No one suggested it to me. It wasn't even anyone else's like kind of idea of like, hey, someone should do this. I never even heard that. And I'll admit, I've had plenty of projects and ideas that have ended up kind of having my name on it that I was at lunch one day and someone was like, Hey man, someone should do this. And I was like, okay. And then I ended up doing it, but it was really their idea. Uh, at the elephants is not that at the elephants is a hundred percent a thing that I was like, I think this should be a thing. And no one else seems to think so <laughs> because they haven't done it. And also because, um, when I would talk to people about it and even to this day, when some people hear about it, they're like, okay, <laughs> if if you want to spend time doing that, I suppose. Um, but it's never for a moment I, have I had any hesitation about the idea that I should be doing it. So I think with all that said, it was the right move to bring on Stephen Kopp as a co-producer of the show, which I've done this year. And uh, I'll be frank and honest and transparent with you and pay him out of my own pocket. Um, you know, not like a lot of money, but a reasonable part-time gig rate that I think is 
honestly, it's a little, it's less than he deserves, but it's a, he gave me a fair deal uh, where we all feel okay about it. And we're, we're working together because I feel like that's something that, you know, young artists and, and entrepreneurs and people trying to make their own things, you're hesitant to do, right? Like it's, that can be tough. That's a tough choice to do. You say, you know, I can't have another employee or I can't have a, you know, I can't take on any more cost basically until this thing generates profit. And so to take on Steven while this podcast makes no money is to say, I'm choosing to have this project cost me money um, as a whole, which it has always, you know, I've bought microphones and cameras and different stuff over the years that were just for this. Um, it is a choice to say, this has value to me and I want to spend my money on it. And so I started doing that. Um, and then we expanded the team a little bit further uh, and brought on Michael Johnson, who's also done an episode recently, um, as, as an editor to help with the social media clips to make sure that we're making clips for everybody and each episode kind of gets some attention because it's a, you know, I got a full-time job and, um, Steven has other work and, uh, my, I say all this to say the reason we expanded it is because I really do believe that this has value. And I think it connects us in ways that sometimes when I talk to people for the show and we hit end or we hit, you know, cut, whatever, they say like, oh, this was fun. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. And then sometimes people are like, dude, this was so cool. I love this. This was my favorite podcast. Or I'm so glad that we talked about this. I'm so glad that we have this conversation or that I talked to you because it's been 10 years or because, you know, I haven't thought about school of the arts at all in 20 years or whatever, you know. Uh, I, no one said that. That's an exaggeration. Um, I heard that as I said, it. I was like, no one said that to me. Um, but you know, I haven't thought about these specific things in a really long time, uh, has definitely been said to me. And I think that if that's the case and, and these kind of fires are being lit and more connections are being made, that then that's value. It's value I believe in. It's value I'm willing to invest in and it's value that I'm willing to try to build a community around. Um, I say all that to say that if you're listening at this point, you know, whatever, 15 minutes or so into this individual episode of just me talking, um, I would love to have you more involved in this show. In the past, I have said that to the listeners of the show, like, hey, I'd love to have you more involved. And I don't like, I, if you know anything about me and the stuff I make, I, I don't say like, comment, subscribe. I never say that shit. I just find it like weirdly cringe and annoying and I just don't like it. Um, so it's not even that when I say I want you involved. I mean, if you want to like or subscribe or do whatever you want with this content, it's your, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Uh, if if you want to leave something on like uh, Apple Podcasts or or comment on YouTube or whatever. I'm, I'm sure that that's probably helpful in some way to our overall mission to get this in front of people. But um, to me, it's like a birthday card. It's like, thank you. But if you don't do it, it's not like I don't think you care. Um, when I say I want people involved, first of all, if you're listening to this and you're an alum of the school or guest artist or Basically, if you qualify for the podcast, I've never talked to you. I would really like to. 
if you've ever heard the show, um, I, I hope you've heard me say at some point, I want to talk to everybody. Uh, I, I don't have an agenda about, you know, get yourself enough IMDb credits and then we'll talk or get yourself a Wikipedia page or, you know, it's not about that. And if you also, if you've heard the show before, you know, I don't go down people's resumes and talk about things they've accomplished or done. And, you know, what posters have you, has your face been on? These, these things are not interesting to me. With all of that in mind, I want everyone to know like, well, well then what are we doing here? And if you're going to be involved in this at a community level, like wh what is it you're getting involved in? What's the point of this other than just catching up with people who went to your college or whatever? Um, and I think we've started to figure that out. I think we've started to figure out that there are a lot of through lines in people's stories. You know, uh, I've done over a hundred interviews for this show at this point. We have a lot more to do. We have a lot of diverse opinions that we've never even captured. You know, uh, if you know, our show centers really heavily on the school of drama, even though we've talked to everybody, we've talked to every school, we center really heavy on the school of drama and we center really heavy on the graduating years of like, oh, six to 2016, like that 10 year kind of range. And truthfully, it's because that's when I was fucking there. <laughs> we, we talked to the people that I know. Those are the easiest people to get a hold of and, and to talk to, but we've talked to lots of people I don't know. We've talked to all the schools and we want to continue to expand that, but we want to go outside that time frame, and we want to go outside of the, you know, focus on drama all the time. We also want to talk to more faculty. That's a really big thing for us. Um, you know, former and current are both uh, people that we would be willing to talk to. We don't talk to current students on this show, but I would talk to current faculty and have talked to current faculty. Um, I think that one of the things that makes this podcast special and one of the things that Steven and I have talked about kind of leaning on you know, the schools never really supported us. And I don't mean to say that they don't like acknowledge us or anything. They did an article on me once for the alumni like website or page or whatever. And they like wrote a little article and they mentioned the show. They actually talked a lot more about my comedy club, which I actually don't even run anymore. And I've been doing this for 10 years, but, um, they, they, they've acknowledged it, you know, but they don't, push out our content. They don't support us in any big way. They've never given us any money. No one from the schools ever actively reached out and been like, Hey, we're a fan of you doing this. Um, I, I kind of hear from the grapevines sometimes that people are like, Oh yeah, so-and-so listens to it or watches it or whatever and thinks it's cool. And I don't think that that's actually a bad thing. I don't think that it's something that works against us. I think it's actually in our favor because as a result, we have never, and this has always been the mission of the show, but we don't have to pander and won't pander to the school as if it's like, this show's on an ad for the school and people have plenty of critical things to say about their education there. I'm a huge fanboy of School of the Arts. I wouldn't make a podcast about alumni from it if I didn't like the school. School changed my life and made it better. You know, For me, it was my like holy church, but I'm also objective enough and intelligent enough to recognize that that's not everybody's experience. And that leads me to what I think this show is now currently about. 
to me, it feels like this show is about what leads you to a school like NCSA, UNCSA. How do you get there? What makes you want to go there? You could go anywhere else. There's other things. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to go to that kind of place. Uh, that is a little bit of what's interesting to me. That's like 30%. The other 70% is how do you cope with this education? And I pick that word on purpose. How do you cope with what happened to you at school? That sounds dark. I don't mean it to be exclusively dark, but for some people it is fucking dark. For some people, they were scared. They were kids. They were the best kid in their town. And the people around them told them that all of their value was tied to the fact that they were good at some kind of art. And that's the only thing they could ever do. And then they went to that school and that school told them, or at least that's what they heard for four years or longer, this is all you can do. This is who you are. And if you don't get out of here and make money doing this, you're a failure and you should you should be disappointed in yourself because you fucked up. You had opportunity and you failed. And then they leave school and they walk around with that shit and it fucks them up. And no one came along and got through to them with the message of it's going to be okay, kid, until it did, until someone did or didn't get through to them on that because that doesn't happen for everybody. It's not universal. Some people had to figure it out themselves. Some people fell in love and that person showed it to them. Some people tried to do their art for 10 fucking years and didn't and then left to go do something else or are still doing it and learn that. There's so many different versions of this story. But to me, that is what we are doing that is not being done by anywhere else. No other podcast, no other organization. No one is looking into everybody's stories. With all due respect, and we've talked to some of the names I'm about to drop, but Wesley Taylor is not the only person who went to School of the Arts. Mary Louise Parker, Peter Hedges are not the only people who went to School of the Arts. You know, the, these Danny McBride, I mean, it doesn't, it's not just drama, it's all over the place. But these people who have brought attention to our school are not the only people who went there. Thousands of kids went to that school. Thousands. They all have different stories. And if you went to that school, or if you know people who went there, or if you taught there, for whatever reason you're listening to this, you know how special and crazy and weird that place is. It is not a normal liberal arts school. It's not even a normal conservatory. My wife went to a music conservatory in San Francisco. We compare stories all the time. Having all five schools on campus with the film and the music and the drama and the dance and the, all the shit, all that shit in the same place and in North Carolina, it is unique. There is nowhere else in the world like it. And a particular kind of person shows up there and it creates all sorts of diverse experiences for them. It's all over the place. You can listen to any episode and you will see recurrent themes in every single fucking one. But then you will also hear nuance and, and diversity amongst the stories when it comes to the details and the specificity. So what we're learning from all these people what we are learning from all of these artists that we are talking to about what happened to them after they left 
is incredibly informative, not only for the rest of us who are having the same experience, but in my opinion, any artist who has gone through this kind of training. I know I just said it was unique, but when I say this kind of training, I mean intensive training that convinces you that your personal identity and value should be intrinsically tied to your ability to practice your craft and to financially gain from your craft. Tying all of that shit together in a very serious way. That doesn't happen at every place. And I'm not just talking about colleges. There's all sorts of places that will claim to teach you how to do something. But when you tie yourself to it completely, even if it's just a mentor, some private person lets you follow them around and learn from them. When you learn in an environment that puts the craft on such a pedestal as a conservatory must, you get, you get certain fallout from that. And some people skyrocket and become geniuses in their field. Are they happy? Some people go on to be very happy. Are they still in their field? What are the Venn diagrams here? What is the crossover? What happens to these people? This is what the show is about, folks. Uh, yeah, sure, you listen to it. Sometimes it's a how you doing. Sometimes it's a who the fuck are you again? But it's always, how are you dealing with this choice that you made at a young age to go hard at this thing? Hard. And I think we learn a lot. I think we learn a tremendous amount. And I think it's valuable for people who are trying to figure this out. I think it's valuable for people who are uh, thinking about going into training like this. I think it's valuable for people who are currently in training like this. The more we all share the stories, the more we all benefit. It's kind of like how more and more you're hearing about people talk about how you're supposed to share your salary with other people in your field. Because when you keep it a secret, that's how the companies kind of pit us against each other, right? But if we all know what each other's making, and then you go in and they lowball you, you can be like, yeah, well, Teddy's making this much. I know because he told me. You know, they, that, that's a newer, newer thing. Old school was you didn't talk about it. New version is workers unite, share your salaries. That's like a growing wave. That's true with your stories. You share your stories, and that gives you currency. That is value. That is how we help each other out. And you don't even have to directly engage with people. Truthfully, folks, I'm doing all the work for you. I'll talk to them. I'll tease the information out as best I can. And I pass it along to you. We're passing the savings on to you, folks. That's the whole idea of this. I want to know. I selfishly want to know the answers to all my questions. If you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a very deeply curious person. I want to know. I don't just have these people on to blow smoke up their ass. I don't have them on to hope they blow smoke up mine. I don't want to jerk them off about, oh, you worked with Meryl Streep. Amazing. How was it? How was she? I don't care. Go on Seth Meyers and talk about it. I mean that. And I don't mean any disrespect by that either. I have great respect for people who work on great projects with great people. This is a wonderful thing. I also know my place, and my place is, where are you from? Why did you go to this school? 
Emmett, how's it going? How you doing? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How do you feel? What did all this do to you? What did you let it do to you? What did you actively participate in and then what was done to you? It's not, again, it sounds dark. It's not really meant to. It's about the coping. That's what I want to know. That's what we're going to continue to explore on this podcast. What's it like having gone through that? Because it's all over the place. And I keep turning over new stones, finding new stories that inform the bigger picture here. Um, we've kicked around the idea of writing a book. You know, uh, we've kicked around a few different ideas for ways to kind of draw conclusions from this, or at least draw together a bunch of perspectives and kind of push them together in ways that tell that 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 draw some some conclusions that draw some narrative at least from what everyone's experience was you know Stephen and I are both kind of data nerds we love numbers uh we want to look at what happens to everybody and their experiences and and try to learn from it so in a way it's kind of a large research project at this point but again I'm not going into these interviews with planned questions. I have themes that I didn't even used to have, and now I do have some themes, but they don't all come up in every one. A lot of it is letting them tell me their story. If they want to talk about working with Meryl Streep, I fucking let them. I'm not going to tell them no. If they want to talk to me about the building they live in and how that makes it difficult for them to focus on the work that they're trying to do, then I want to talk about that because that's where they're at. And if they come on the show again in a year, they may have completely different shit that motivates them. You can check these situations. I've had many people on multiple times. Um, I've had Brandon Harris on a couple of times this year. I think he's going to be on again. But even across the years, Stephen Kopp, one of the earliest episodes, talked to him just on last year. Joe Flanders, film. Uh, Caitlin Allen, film. Uh, great Great, great episodes to go and check before and after the pandemic and see where they're at. I let the guests tell me what they want to talk about to a large degree, and then I just kind of turn on my curious hat. Um, so that's really where we're at. That's what we're doing. Um, Stephen, Michael, and I are, are kind of on the team. I would love to have more people involved, and I'll kind of put a button on that. Um point that I was bringing up earlier, which is I want you all involved. If you're really listening to this, look, we're 30 minutes in now. If you're still listening to this, I want you involved with the podcast um, in one way or another. Um, sharing clips is very helpful, but I would love to do something far more like engaging. I don't just want to tell you a, a list of homework to do of, hey, share a clip and send a thing. Um but I would like to get more information from you, if possible, about your experience with the show. That's what I'm very interested in. Um, if you're listening to this right now and you've been on the show, did you listen to your own episode? I'm curious, you know? If you've been listening to the show for a long time and you went to the school, why have you never hit me up to be on the show? Is it because you think you don't have anything to say? Because if you fucking just listen to anything I just said, you know that that's crazy and doesn't add up. So you don't have to worry about that. You know, if you, when you listen to the show, do you listen to it? Do you watch it? I mean, I know who's on Spotify. I know who's on 
I know how many people are on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that. I can kind of tell. But like, do you watch it on Spotify and YouTube where you can see it? Because you can see every episode now. It's a video for everyone. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, which most people do, you can't see it. So, um, but I wonder even if the people who can see it, YouTube and Spotify, do they even? Um, not that I'm going to stop recording it. I'm going to keep doing that. But I'm curious if anybody, you know, appreciates that, looking at our facial expressions and stuff like that. Um, do you listen to it on your commute? You know, is that part of like how you do it? Or do you sit down and listen to this? Does it play while you're cleaning? You know, these are questions I have for our audience. Um, if you could, if you would, anywhere at all, I don't give a shit. Instagram DM, Apple Podcast review, YouTube comment, doesn't matter to me. Uh, wherever you want, DM me personally, at Rob Morrisio. Um, answer some of these questions to me. If you heard this, pause it. You're listening on your phone, swipe over and send us a DM. Hey, I listen to the podcast under these circumstances. I've been listening for this long. You know, give me a little audience profile. Let me know who you is listening to this. What year did you graduate? All that kind of stuff. Um, or whatever your situation is. Uh, I'm very grateful for everybody who listens to the show. I'm going to wrap this up. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, it really means a lot to me that anybody listens to this show or watches it at all. Um, our numbers go up and down kind of all over the place. They're never huge, but some weeks it's like all these people are listening. And then next week's it's quiet and it doesn't really even add up based on who's on it or anything. But um, we see it kind of go up and down and no matter what, it never bottoms out. People never stop listening. Even if we're not posting episodes, it's like people are listening to it, trickling occasionally. And I'm very grateful for that. This is a community, and I don't just mean NCSA, I mean at the Elephants, is a community of people. I mean, there's hundreds of people who have listened to this show. Um, I, I would put it in the in the hundreds for sure. There, We, we have thousands of listens, but I, I think the community of people who know the show existed uh, for however long and pay attention to it is in the hundreds and to the hundreds of you, uh, who listen to it and probably the 12 of you who listen to this whole thing. Um, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've worked really hard on this for a really long time and now our team is working really hard on it and is going to continue to do that. So at the very least continue to listen and support, uh, in the way that you have. And it means the world to me. I really appreciate it. Um, and a reminder that Homecoming is this fall. Very exciting to have Homecoming back. The pickle stock thing was a little confusing. We've had different versions of this, and because we don't have sports, I think it always just threw everybody off. But we are absolutely having Homecoming this fall. I'll be there. At the Elephants, we'll have an official presence um, this fall in North Carolina and Winston uh, with the homecoming celebration, which is September 28th to October 1st. So um, for those of you in the class of 2013, if you're listening, come on down. It's our 10-year anniversary. It's going to be, or yeah, anniversary. That's probably not right. 10-year reunion um, is what it's supposed to be. So come on down and make it a reunion. It's going to be great. Um, other than that, thank you guys for listening. we got a bunch of great episodes coming out soon. I love you all. And, uh, you know, 
Be nice to yourself. Don't be so fucking hard on yourself all the time. Whatever it is, just take a breath. It's gonna be alright.